Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Check out my website, recoveryradiokmp3.com, to get the books. Go to sarcasticbigbook.com. And as always, I'm so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started, or it's just winding down and it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. You and me. And I am so glad for that. Grateful I have no desire to drink today. And um, I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee here. Mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut. It is in my brand new unicorn mug that I love so much. I talked about the unicorn on here. It's an Emmett Fox thing. And uh, since I'm looking at this mug and thinking about the unicorn, I think I'm going to read it. I think it's so beautiful. It's from Around the Year with Emmett Fox. It's on September 8th. It's called The Unicorn. I'm going to read this and then tie it into Playing God. As long as we insist upon telling God his business, nothing very much can come from our prayers. The ox, the mule, the donkey will obediently pull your plow and your cart and take them where you want to go. But you have to know where that is and how to get there. The unicorn will not do chores. He will not pull a cart or turn a mill. He will not take orders. The unicorn knows where he's going and it's always somewhere that you could not choose because you've never heard of it. And in your present consciousness, you could not even dream that such a place could exist. Nevertheless, there are such places and the unicorn knows them and is not interested in anything less. Someday it may happen, probably when you least expect it, that the unicorn will suddenly appear at your side. Eyes flashing, nostrils quivering, pawing at the ground with impatience. When that happens, do not try to put a bridle on him or look for some task for him to do. He will not do it, and there will not be time. No sooner, seemingly, has he appeared than off he will go again. So do not pause, but leap on his back, for he is a flying steed in his wings, and he wings his way to the gates of the morning. On that ride, problems are not solved. They disappear. Now I'm going to read something from the big book 
talks about playing God with good motives. Okay. Page 60 on the bottom. How do we do step three? The first requirement is it will be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success because on that basis, we're almost always in collision with something or somebody, even if our motives are good. Most people try to live by self-propulsion. Each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show, is forever trying to arrange the lights, the ballet, the scenery, and the rest of the players in his own way. If his arrangements would only stay put, if only people would do as he wished, the show would be fucking bitchin'. <laughs> and everybody would be happy and life would be wonderful. And this person's motives are good. It doesn't matter that they're good. It's living with self-propulsion. Being attached to some kind of an outcome. When you hear about playing God or being selfish or living by self-propulsion, it sounds very overt and loud and rude and obvious and nasty and ugly and gross, but it's usually not. Most of the playing God that I've ever done doesn't look like that. It's subtle. It's quiet. It's kind sometimes. It's polite sometimes. doing things to be attached to a specific outcome. There's nothing wrong with wanting a specific outcome. That's very different than being attached to a specific outcome. There are outcomes that I want, for sure. There's goals that I have. I'm a, I make lists. I have goals. I set goals. There's things I want to accomplish on a regular basis. But how I live today is like, I've talked about it on here, but it's kind of like there's a set of principles that are like a peer. going out over the ocean of the circumstances of life and the behavior of other people. And how things turn out. In other words, the circumstances of life outcomes. That's like the ocean that is underneath this pier of principles that AA has taught me to walk on. People ask me sometimes, why are you doing so good? There's people who are mystified by this. You're always good. You're always doing good. Of course you're doing good. Why are you so happy? And they'll ask me the same questions every time they see me for years. But this is why. It's not that the ocean's not rocky. It's not that there are not, you know, things that are soaked with uncertainty all over the place. It's that I am fixed 
to live by a certain set of principles, regardless of what all those circumstances are. And that's what guides me. I used to, when I started sponsoring people, I would really, you know, tell myself, I have a lot of experience here. I have a lot of wisdom and this is what you should do. And I would put a bridle on other people's (laughs) unicorn. Well, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do it this way. You got to do it that way. You got to make this amends. Don't make that amends. Do this, do that. You got to get sober. You got to go to rehab. You got to do the steps. You got to do this. You, just all of that to me is not living by the principle of staying out of self. All of those things to me, I have discovered when I do them are self-seeking, even when trying to be kind. All of those things are putting a bridle on, trying to put a bridle on a unicorn. So I don't try to arrange other people's lives to turn out or go a certain way. I make tons of plans, but I make them all with a pencil. So I have an eraser handy. So if I have to change them, that's fine. I don't know what God's will is. Step 11 says we sought through prayer meditation to improve our conscious contact with God, asking only for knowledge of his will and the power to carry that out. Not asking for things to go a certain way. (laughs) I always makes me want to read from the sarcastic big book. Step 11 in here, in the sarcastic big book. I think it's funny. Step 11 in here is sought through exercise and prayer to improve our conscious contact with God, praying only for people to do certain things and for shit to go a certain way. It sounds ridiculous when you say it like that, but that happens constantly if I'm not paying close attention to what I'm doing. And the bottom line is God has a better plan. The unicorn knows places that I can't even conceive of. And that's what I want. So when I say I'm going to go try and live a life that was worth saving, a big part of that is not bossing people around and telling people what to do and how to do it. I've run some businesses and this still stands. Lead by example, live on this pier of principles, let the ocean do whatever it's going to do. You're untouched on this ride. I want to give a shout out today to Mallory, to Wiz. I want to give a shout out to Richard. I want to give a shout out to Katie. Give a shout out to Tony 
and Eric. And special shout out to Chelsea and to Dave. And if anybody needs to hear it, everything is okay. Also, extra special shout out today to... Um, <laughs> Dr. Wu. <laughs> uh, all right. I gotta go. I gotta go bronze myself. Get ready for the next photo shoot. It's a magazine called Yeah, You Want It. <laughs> uh, all right. Send me an email. Sarcasticbigbook at gmail.com. Message me on Instagram. Sarcastic.a.book. I appreciate all of it. I do not know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that's worth saving, and I hope you'll do the same.